day job. Let's go. Look at me, Damien. The blackest day. Yes. As the stinger says, this is a blade job. Episode 51. Eric, we are past 50. We're in the 50. Yeah. Second half of 100. So yeah, we're officially on the on the lesser half towards 100. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's the beginning of halfway to 100. Yeah. Makes sense, you know? It makes it yeah. seem like we have much more of a feature, too, which is nice. I don't think a yeah. lot of people have features right now, so it's nice to kind of... You know, have an idea of that. Uh, as the audience, as you heard, that is Eric Marshik. I am Steve Carley, the usual boys. Back at it again. Today we're covering Madman from 1981. No wrestling today. We figured we'd give you know we. And it's also this is an American movie, so not Italian. <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah, we've done a string of Italian movies and a string of wrestling, and now we're going back to a good old fashioned American summer camp movie almost forgot those existed i'm like when they started speaking english and i was like is this dubbed it must be dubbed Although, right i will get into that at the bottom because i think some of it is dubbed i think it is too because i know the director seems italian so i guess we're gonna yeah. find out later on but okay so madman but before we get to that eric uh under, under updates i see you got two things here one i know about one i super know about so i'm excited to see what's one up with that. i think one's a surprise though but why don't okay. you why don't, why don't you go first because i because i, I want to give you a little surprise uh on, on some of my i did some i got some good scoops now okay you're I'm, I'm feeling a little spoiled right now all right so updates i mean this is kind of like a catch-all for like updates and what we've been watching as always i that's good to that's good to tell because i've noticed we have a lot of new fans so welcome all of our new fans our, our listenership right. is just growing weekly so it, it's good to explain these little segments we do Speaking of that, Eric, um, for the new people, what are you what are you drinking right now, buddy? Oh, this for yeah, we haven't actually done a it's been a, a while a beverage check in a while, um, but I'm drinking a, a a Bell's officially. See that on the camera there, Steve? Oh yeah, you ever Classic. you ever have one of these? I I know, but I like the can design. I, maybe I have. I don't know. Is it? A, it's an it's a it's lager, a ha- right? Hazy IPA. Oh, okay. Here's here's the description on the can. Pungent American hops combined with wheat, pilsen malt, resulting in a smooth, aromatic, juicy IPA. And it is very refreshing and light, so it's it's. it's, it's I recommend beer. it. Summer okay. IPA, yeah, so, like light like summer, that. yeah, beer. Big fan yeah. of that. Send okay, the check so, bells. I yeah, know we. I know. <laughs> plenty of free marketing. Slacking. Yeah, really, no problem. We'll get back into it, and I'll start. Uh, we'll do because we'll give uh, founders some new marketing. I know they could use it. So. Uh, all right, yeah. Normally we drink beer during this, and I haven't. It's been a long time for me, so I got to get back into it. My yeah, doctor so told literally me, hasn't been drinking beer not only in the show but in real life, so he's just a lightweight now. I've I've had two beers since COVID began, you know, running rampant through our lives. Uh, my doctor told me that my liver enzymes too high. He's like, "Have you been oh, drinking no. a lot of beer?" And I was like, "I mean, I've had two the past like six months." He's like, "Oh, it must be your weight then." I was like, "Fuck, that's probably <laughs> what it is. That's probably what it is for sure." Speaking of things that have been running rampant in my life, so that's always fun. Anyway, so some updates. So I, I need to watch more horror movies for this goddamn podcast, but I don't. But I think I've been slacking too, bud. Don't feel bad. Okay, I don't. I don't feel bad anymore. Then that's good. If 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 I'm going down, I'm taking you with me. So I'm happy to hear that. Um, so no horror movie for me. However, I did watch on Hulu a movie called Palm Springs. You ever heard of this, buddy? Yes, Andy Samberg um, and the Kristen Milioti. Yes. 
who's oh, also yeah. she's attractive but also like honestly one of the better actresses alive today she's fantastic and they have amazing chemistry anyway this is kind of a, a touchy subject because this is Uh-oh. a movie that it's fun to go in blind um so i'm not going to talk about it much although i loved it i love the chemistry between the two leads this is not a horror movie but is it a it's, comedy it's no? a it's a comedy ish yeah it's definitely more comedy than drama than drama um, but it's, it involves time travel. That's not a, I can say that. Okay. Um, so, so if you are afraid of, uh, the possibilities of time travel and being stuck in time travel, then you could consider this a horror movie. I mean, it's obviously I, yeah. a big stretch. So I, I roughly know what it's about. And yeah, it's, I, we, I've almost watched it. The girlfriend and I, Cassie, we've been looking best, for something. Best light. friend of the pod. <clears throat> yeah. And, um, I recommend it extremely for two reasons. One is the chemistry between the leads. And two, it's a an hour and a half. Ooh. Wow. Ah, chef's kiss. Like I always say, even though you probably never heard me say it before, I love a good long movie, but I love a good short movie. So, I think what we're covering today is longer than that movie. <laughs> nope, today this is an hour and twenty eight minutes oh, today. I can always so. count on you for the runtime. <laughs> yep, I'm sorry, an hour and uh, yeah, twenty eight minutes. Yep, that's what it is. So, <clears throat> Palm Springs. Uh, yeah, I, I, I was never a big Andy Samberg fan until I watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I binged it mm-hmm. all, and I was like, oh, this guy's actually incredible. So, okay, great role for him, a great movie. Uh, highly recommended on Hulu. Came out last Friday. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Relic, I had this in the notes. This is actually a movie that came out this past weekend as well. Um, Relic is a horror movie from a... I need to look it up because I want to do her justice. Um, this is a directorial debut from one natalie erica james um i just put it on here because it's you you can rent it now and apparently it's very good it's kind of a haunted house story turned on its head so i do i would like to rent that and check it out a lot of those a lot of horror movies not not the big massive ones like uh Candyman and halloween obviously Mm -hmm. but um a lot of a lot of stuff that was like still like some of the smaller horror movies are still getting vod releases this year which is i've been hearing some good things about um, some of them, yeah, and, it's and, a, yeah. It, it would it would be a good year for horror movies if you know movies existed this year. I mean, granted, this past weekend we've had it's actually been a great weekend for movies. You have the Old Guard on Netflix. I'm not sure if you've heard of that. Mm-hmm. I watched that. That's a um kind of a graphic novel adaptation. I liked it. I liked it quite a bit, but it wasn't like anything that was. It's it wasn't the hype it's getting. I think is misguided, but. Uh, that was on Netflix, and then Palm Springs, and then Relic, and then First Cow was a much smaller indie that I've been looking forward to, so I need to rent that at some point. But yeah, it's been good. For, uh, this has been a good weekend, this past weekend, so things yeah. to check out for sure. Anyway, um, so that's those are the two things that I've been watching slash been wanting to watch, but some quick news before you get to your updates. Um, the Halloween sequels, man. Mm-hmm. See, I thought about you when when they announced that the Halloween Kills and Halloween Halloween's End, oh, Halloween Ends. Should I should really know this? Um, they are been they've been pushed back a year. They were coming out in October, yeah. been pushed back a whole year. And I thought about you, and I thought, fucking put them at, at, in these these drive-ins, put man. I, it's with a better Candyman. idea. Why not it's put a, it with Candyman? It's a better idea than to push them a whole year. Halloween ends, yeah. So Halloween kills is October fifteenth yeah. of next year, and Halloween ends is October fourteenth of twenty twenty two. Which, God, it seems so far away. I'm, honestly, at this is. point, I, I would have paid like 
I, I would have paid thirty dollars to just do like a double feature of those two movies in a drive-in experience. I mean, it just—I mean, like you and said, I think a lot of other people would too. Ago, uh, yeah, like you said, I mean, it, it's a perfect opportunity for it. And the more I think, the more I'm like, God damn, that it's like you know, it's when they pushed it back a year. I'm like, bro, yeah, you you guys have a better idea right there. But that's a bummer. That was actually way bigger news than I was expecting when they got delayed a couple of days ago. So. Um, and that's pretty much it for news. Um, I mean, there's been other kind of stuff, but that's the big news that I really care to report on. So, mm-hmm. Eric, take it away, my friend. Yeah, so I have I've just been slacking on all fronts of watching TV, but um, I, ha- I did start watching the, the Netflix revival of Unsolved Mysteries. How has um, that been? I hear good things. I, it's good. I mean, have you watched any of the older series with Robert Stack? No, but I know all about, you know, I yeah. know it's legacy and all that. So, so I mean, I'm going to say right off the bat, like, if, if you watch the, the older series, it's also the whole older catalog is streaming on um, Amazon Prime right now. Oh. And what, what they actually did, FilmRise, who must have bought the rights to it, they actually pieced together episodes so that you get the unsolved mystery in an episode. And then they actually give you the update at the end. So they, like, solve the... They give you, like, a like an update of, like, the solved mystery. It's no longer um, an unsolved mystery, then. And that's kind of, like, my main beef with unsolved mysteries, of, like, watching it, like, with live unsolved mysteries, is that they just kind of end, and it's a mystery. So, so, like, so watching it the way it was supposed to be is a bad yeah. thing. Got it. That makes sense. I, I mean, like, I always thought that that was, I mean, you know, it's anticlimactic, you know? It's, I mean, I know that's the whole point of the show, but I always yeah. thought that was odd. Yeah, because it it's like, you know, all, all the great crime documentaries, they leave you with, like, um, some, like, po- possible scenarios. Even if it's still a mystery, they still usually throw out some, uh, you know, ideas of what they think happened. But these ones, it's like, there's no... It's just like here's the facts, here's some reenactments of how, what 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 the police know, and that's it. And um, also, so I mean, for, yeah, so that's the big thing is that it's just like you're kind of like boom, and it's usually depressing because it's like this whole family was murdered, and then the guy left, and he's still missing to this day, and it's like the end, and it's just <laughs> like episode. That's, it's like that's just like insanely heavy, um, but um. And then on top of that, too, uh, like I just said, it's it's just <laughs> the old ones were like had like a just like a 90s nostalgic. I mean, maybe they, they were probably a little bit more of their time then. But looking at back at it now, like it's got like this like soap opera, like aura about the acting and stuff and like the reenactments. And it's kind of like almost like a cult. uh it's got, like, a cult following just for, like, the reenactments and stuff, I feel like, now. Because it's, like, bad acting and whatnot. These new ones are just, like, legit just sad, I feel like. Like, there's, there's like, no, there's no, like, kind of, like, fun, uh, culty, like, I don't know. It, it, it's a really good show, especially if you really like true crime. and um, But it is, it is a lot different. Like, I would just say, be warned, it's way different than, like, the old episodes, if you've seen any of those, like... It doesn't have much, uh, like, uh, and not that the old episodes are necessarily fun, but it's it's got, it's just very heavy topics, <laughs> I will say. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately. There is an alien one I haven't seen yet. That's what I've heard, is that there's a little bit yeah. more supernatural aspect yeah, to this, which I a lot of people, it's a bit of a contrast compared to the more yeah. grounded reality of the previous. 
So, I mean, I'd recommend it. Check it out. Um, it's I think it's really cool that, like, in Netflix is actually, I think if people are just staying home and are bored right now, is Netflix is actually, like, posting, like, leads as they come in. So it's kind of like you can kind of, like, play along with Detective. Like, I think they have... They have some website, and I, I'm probably getting it all wrong, but they're they're doing something where they're if they get a certain amount of credible leads, they're like post they're like having someone write up an article about it to kind of give quote unquote live updates as calls come in and stuff. So um, it's interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just uh, you know, unfortunately, there's not a whole lot of like fun and whimsy to unsolved mysteries. You know, it's like a lot yeah, of people yeah. would rather have like if you know, a lot of people. I mean, I can't speak for a lot of people, but I would assume that a lot of people that have like these missing cases, like you would, they would prefer to find the person dead than to just never know. You know, the idea yeah. of something just going unsolved forever to me is, um, you know, it's not exactly a, a a good time Disney Disney show. So. Makes sense, and they and they pick some really good mysteries. They pick some that are it's like, how the fuck did that guy die? Like it's like just like a weird situation where like a guy's like in a place that's like humanly impossible, and they just find like a body there. So so that stuff's right. kind of you know it's interesting. But the alien stuff to me is like, I mean, I don't know why they would do supernatural crap. Yeah, and I mean they would do that occasionally on the old show, but it'd be like this civil. It'd be like. It's Halloween, so we're gonna go to this like Civil War battlefield. It's just like it's just almost like a documentary about the Civil War. But, <laughs> hey, I'm into that. It was it was still fun, but it was yeah, it was just a little bit more like yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Check it out. It's 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 worth a watch. You know, it's but like I said, it, it, it's way different than what what the original series was. But um. My second little update, it's, uh, I know you're familiar with it, Steve, but The Green Knight. It's like my number one anticipated this year. Now that's probably going to be next year. Yeah. I've been following this movie for the past, like, two years. Yeah, I know Green Knight. So I haven't been watching a lot of movies. What I have been doing a lot of is I've been playing a lot of over-the-internet, socially distanced D&D with my friends. And my news is coming in the form that the Green Knight, in order to kind of make up for their late release, is releasing a tabletop RPG um, adventure. As so soon as like, as soon as I saw Green Knight on here, I knew that that was, yeah, was what it's about. And you bet yeah. your ass, I saw that. <laughs> very it exciting. Came out like very a, cool. Ten minutes before we recorded this, but yeah, it was. Uh, no, yeah, it, it came was, out it about cool. seven hours ago. But hey, you know. Okay, I hadn't looked at Facebook until. 10 minutes before we recorded this but yeah i thought that was kind of cool um it's it's just like i'm assuming it's i don't think it's like its whole own uh like role-playing rules and stuff i'm assuming it kind of follows like a D base and it's more just like a quest you can do i don't really know i mean it's but, not like a huge thing i mean it's 35 bucks no. which for like tabletop yeah. games is actually dirt ass cheaps and you know it's yeah. from the a24 store you know it's very much like yeah. a I'm not going to call it a gimmick because it's a little bit more than that, but you know, it's not quite like their stupid hoodies and stuff. But yeah. you know, it's like it's definitely not going to be like a legitimate, you know. No, takes a month to beat. It's just a fun thing to that gets you pumped for Green Knight, which is like you can't even make me more pumped for Green Knight. It's impossible. Yeah, I think it'll be similar to the one that uh, Stranger Things released. They released a tabletop version of. Uh, I don't really know how that worked either, but I didn't know that. But I know they have a lot of. of there's been a few video games based off of that. I did not know there was a tabletop version. Mm-hmm. 
So that's my Green Knight update. I mean, it's there's. I mean, it's not really any good news unless you play tabletop games. But well, um, I, yeah. I see Green Knight and I kind of like I start sweating a bit. You know, my heart rate rises. I don't care what it is. You I know. know. I figured. I, I figured you would get a little. I've seen everything. Collar. I've seen everything writer director David Lowry has done. I think he's like in the top couple of the greatest writer directors working today. I think he's a genius. Um, and he's also married to another fantastic filmmaker. Uh, so, you know, I just think that's... Uh... Oh, I, wh- while we're talking about Green Knight real quick, I didn't mention it because I wasn't really a huge fan of it, but there was this movie that I actually did watch uh, maybe be- between this episode and the last episode, but it was called The Headhunter. The Headhunter. It's, it's on Shudder, and it's, it's, a, it's again, kind of like a fantasy-based horror movie. Um. And it had a lot of cool potential, but I'm going to say uh, it, like, it had cool prosthetics effects and stuff, but it, it's like the whole movie is like every single kill is like off camera almost. That's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Or it's like, or it's like, it does like the, um, you, there's probably a term for this type of shot, Steve, where it's like a still shot on like maybe like just like a field. And then, like the guys, like battle across frame, and then go out of frame. I don't know if there's a if there's a really a you know a term for that, but yeah, it's definitely. You know what I'm yeah. talking about? And then I you do hear like a guy die off camera. Then you see like the guy like limp back across, back the way he came. So there's a lot of like stuff like that going on, which I'm assuming was an artistic choice, or maybe it was a budget choice, and they didn't, they couldn't get good decapitation effects. I don't, I don't know. That's a good question, is because I know this is a Shutter exclusive. I think it might be, you know, produced by Shutter, and you have to wonder like what the budgets are for those kind of movies. Also, yeah. I would be remiss if I didn't mention the fact that David Lowry is married to Augustine Frizzell, who is an amazing oh. filmmaker. If you've seen Never Going Back, no, no one has except for me, but it's very good. Okay, uh, she actually has a big movie coming out well this year, but we'll see about that one. But anyway. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, so yeah, I mean that's pretty much. Is that all for you? I think we're ready to that's touch it. on. Yeah, that's it for my little updates there. You know what would be nice if we could talk about a blade job of the week of who didn't die recently. Yeah, what do you that's got? True. <laughs> Our blade jobber this week is really, as this is dropping, was technically uh, something that happened last week. But our blade jobber of the week is Keith Lee of NXT. Um, our boy Keith, I think, was he, was he at the live show we went to, Steve? I, I feel like he was. Uh, I, I don't I remember, don't, though. I don't recall the name, so I'm really not sure. Okay. Funny enough. So Keith Lee, so. um, big, uh, he's a former host of the show, Ryan, big fan of Keith Lee. Um, but yeah, he won, the NX, he won the NXT title. And he was already holding the North American title. So he beat Adam Cole, you know, Bay Bay. I do know him, Adam Cole. For the NXT title. So now he's the he's like the first NXT person to hold two titles. So it's it's a pretty big deal. Um, Seeing pictures of him, I do not think he was at the live show. I, would, I think I would remember this unit, this absolute unit. Yeah, and I don't an, think he, he was there unit. at all. You'd, you'd, you'd be a fan, Steve. Big boy. Um, not, afraid, not afraid to fly high. Not afraid to go top rope. That's what I like to hear. Uh, yeah, so it's it's a, it's a big boy after your own heart. Um, Goddamn right. Kind of bringing both styles with the with the kind of brawling style, but also can you know jump up and do like a kind of like a where Vader used to do the um, 
like a shoot, not a shooting star press, but you know, off the top rope. Pretty cool stuff. So our that. blade jobber of the week is uh, yeah Keith Lee, and he's uh, hopefully he holds on to it for a while, and uh, hopefully uh, you know NXT is the only wrestling I really watch somewhat regularly. Um, I feel like oh, it's yeah, getting a good bigger picture of him. Yeah, he's he's a big guy. But I yeah, feel like he, NXT is getting bigger and bigger. You know. Well, they got on USA, so they're just naturally going to get a couple more eyeballs. I forgot on it, about probably. that. Yeah, I forgot that, that that was what within the past several months, right? I mean, maybe early last year. I think or, right before COVID. <laughs> yeah, I remember that being a big deal. So hard to believe so that Keith that was Lee, this year. I know. I agree. Good God, um, Keith Lee, you're our blade jobber of the week. Yeah, it is nice to not have a. De- Although last week we didn't have a dead guy, we had Terry Funk. Right, but I just feel like so, usually it's when he someone is, dies. He, yeah. You're Which right. makes it's sense. like deaths and birthdays. So I guess what you're saying is Keith Lee now holds three titles. No, 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 just two. Or was he hold another title that's not recognized yeah. by NXT? Yeah, Blade Drive of the Week. I'm going to call that. Oh, a, a you're title. true. Very true. They should recognize that. <laughs> I would be offended if they don't. If I'm honest with you. Um, not much going on in the world of actual blade jobs though i know last week we had a uh, we, we we brought back the blade job investigation uh which was not an unsolved mystery we cracked the case <laughs> as we normally again. do every um, time but yeah nothing 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 really popped up this week in in terms of uh you know mystery uh mystery blood coming out of people's heads so although we'll that, la- out. that last one almost got to us that was a hard that was a tough one it was a hard one it wasn't quite it was. as easy as the sock kick, you know. It was a little harder yeah. than that. So we had to think about. Yeah, we 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 kind of did leave it on. I guess it was a little unsolved because we left it at it wasn't a blade job, but it also was not a hard way. So it's some other Savini esque special effect that we just couldn't identify. So S- some sort of black magic. I definitely had. Yeah. It was like a Pepe Silva situation where I had all the yeah. pins and all the mm-hmm. just the string on my wall. I'm like, how the hell did this happen? Yeah. Uh, you know, which, yeah, to me, I feel like if we have, you know, if we, because we essentially solved it, but not quite, which I take as a badge of honor, you know, I feel like if you can yeah. get past us, I feel like that's, you know, that's a title in itself, so. Yeah. And if you haven't listened to that episode, what are you doing? Go back and listen. <laughs> we're talking about the Orange Cassidy bloody ear fiasco. That's, I mean, what that's the what we're hell? talking about, so, yeah. I mean, you got but, time. You're, you're all at home. I know you're home, so <laughs> yeah. I, there's really no excuse here. Don't be, you know. Don't be, don't break my heart here. Yeah. Speaking of breaking so, bodies, uh, how about we talk about the the madman, madman, one word though, madman. I'm gonna call him madman, madman. from now on. Madman, madman, like the like the AMC show, like <laughs> yeah, Don Draper. When, exactly right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> this that, actually, this is actually what happens to Don Draper at the end of Mad Men. Is yeah. he becomes Madman Mars. And it makes sense. Like you see the character murdering people, and you're like, that's it's obviously a fatter version of John Hamm. So. Yeah. So, all right. Before we get into it, here's a quick trailer to get you in the mood for Madman from 1981. Madman. Many strange things happen around here. There is a tale. It was a night like tonight, many years ago. There is a legend. If you say his name above a whisper, he'll get you. 
On certain nights, when the moon is full, he's out there stalking in the woods. There is a madman. His name is Mars. Mad Man Mars. Mars! Madman Mars! Here we are! Come and get us, Madman! Don't you realize you're fooling with things beyond your control? What a it's, great trailer. Fantastic trailer. It is pretty good. It, I mean, it, it's got the madman, like the, the good exploitation voice, which I do. You know, I always love a good exploitation voice, voiceover trailer. Um, now, is that the yeah. same Is that the same kind of, like, uh, exploitation voice for, like, the Thanksgiving grindhouse? Yes, yes. That's what immediately what comes to mind for me. I, I think it's, like, how there was, like, one guy who does all the voiceover now. There's, like, the one guy who did, like, every shitty drive-in movie, and he was always, like like it'll like like hold your girlfriend he's probably a billionaire by now (laughs) he'd be like don't look behind you and yeah so all that stuff uh it's the same guy i I don't know but world madman 1981 you want to you have pot synopsis pulled up steve i do yep (laughs) give us your give us your uh the art the always the always just completely spectacular imdb (laughs) Synopsis. Yeah, and especially this one. Sit down. This is a long <laughs> one. A legendary psychopathic murderer stalks a summer camp. That's, That's it. Yeah, honestly, that is the plot of the movie, and there's nothing else. Yeah, we're, we're going <laughs> to talk about that, but that that plot synopsis is uh, that says a lot about what my biggest issue with this movie, which is pretty yeah. obvious. But we'll get into that. Yeah. Uh, so before we before we go through the good, the bad, and the the the, the what the fucks, because there's a few of what the fuck moments in this movie. Yes. Um, I want to just point out real quick that you know you can watch this on Shutter. I think you can actually watch this on Amazon Prime, but I'm gonna go out of my way and recommend you watch this on Shutter with Joe Bob Briggs. This this now, episode Eric, is actually Eric. Who's Joe oh, Bob okay. Briggs? I don't know who that is. Can you enlighten me slash other people? So Joe Bob Briggs. Uh, kind of famous television presenter in the vein of Elvira, um, Vampira. All would, these, would, all, would Rod Serling be part of that? Technically, kind Rod Serling. Sure, I probably put Rod Serling in there. Rod but Serling, he was, he was, no T. Rod Serling. Oh, Rod Serling. Yeah. Okay, Many people don't yes, know that. of Twilight Zone fame. Um, I would put Joe Bob in that category of of kind of like he was big in the nineties. I think we've talked about him a little bit on the show but he, he would play movies for on tnt his show was monster vision i think he had a couple of other shows but monster vision was his big one on tnt and he would pretty much play a movie and then on in between commercial breaks back you know when you're watching this on actual cable he would kind of greet you back and give you a little insight about the movie and then you'd go back into the movie so he was kind of like little bumpers in between the movies and that's pretty much what last drive-in does now is it is it kind of gives you, um, I, I don't know, he maybe does four or five per movie where he'll he'll cut in 
and it'll just kind of go staticky out, then it'll come back to him, and he'll give you a little commentary. Um, so it's it's more like in a pre- presentation way, though, if that makes sense. It's not like a like a director commentary or anything. But also, you know what? I'm going to say this, too. Joe Bob Briggs and Slash Shudder could also be Blade Jobbers of the Week because Joe Bob was just renewed for a new season. So we'll be getting more going forward. I heard they did it because of you talking about it more than once yeah. in this, this yeah. very show. You heard it here first. <laughs> Don't bother looking into it. You just assume that we're telling the truth. So you mean, you know. the main thing about, like, with watching the Joe Bob is you get a lot of insight. Like, he, he knows he'll go into detail about, like, all the actors in these shitty movies, which is kind of fun to hear. Because like, they're all just, like, you know, New York theater kids who maybe never acted again. Or maybe I think there was a guy in this movie who was, like, a famous, like, fish, like, I, I, think, I believe the f- term is actually fishmonger. Fishmonger, he would, yep. He would actually go to fish markets and buy fish for restaurants and get paid a shit ton of money. So, I don't know. It's interesting. He has, like, little insights like that, and, and, I'll, and I'll share some of it as we as we go through um, talking about some of the parts of this movie. But, um, yeah, I, I think the, the biggest thing that I wanted to – to get from the Joe Bob commentary was I knew that he was going to talk about it and he sure did. Uh, this movie came out in 1981. It's a summer camp movie. So it's every, this is a post Friday the 13th world we're living in. Does that sound familiar to you, by the way, a 1980s summer camp slasher? Oh, stop me if you've seen that before. So go back in the archives. If you want to dip into a little, uh, young Jason Alexander, a little glazer, if you will. We're talking about the burning, which we covered last year. Well, um, I mean, I kind of was, but I was also <laughs> taking a jab at the fact that it's an extremely cliched plot that shouldn't be a thing anymore. But it hey. is, and and this is the thing: was like Joe Bob talked about how the burning was already kind of in production by the time that this this film this started filming, and both movies were trying to make a movie about the Cropsey legend, which. Do you know much about Cropsy, Steve? I think we ca- talked about it in the burning episode, but I know a smidge. I know a little bit. I've, yeah. I've seen the. I've there's a movie that exists about it. I guess a lot of them mm-hmm. do, but like a documentary that I've seen before. Not yeah. seen it, but I've seen it while scrolling through things to watch, but then never finding anything. Okay, but yeah, it's it's so it's this movie. They were both kind of filming around the same time, and Joe Bob actually talks about how people had auditioned for the burning and gotten cut. And then they auditioned for this movie, and then they thought that it was the same movie, <laughs> and they thought they were reading the same script, and they're like, oh, did like, did you fire the actor for the other one I auditioned for? And they're like, no, this is a, this is a different movie. But Explains a lot. Long story, long story short, uh, The Burning ended up kind of running with the Cropsey legend and actually using the Cropsey namesake in their movie. Um, and this movie, still taking place in, uh, I believe it's... Long Island. No, is it Long Island? Staten Island? Staten I don't, I don't Island, know my yeah, New York so. well, I mean, there's uh, both. There's both. So pick one. Yeah, I don't, I don't know all of the boroughs of New York. I'm sorry if to our, all our New York listeners, but um, but yeah, this is kind of a tongue-in-cheek Cropsy legend, and uh, they ended up changing the name to Madman Mars, which we'll get into. But uh, anyway, long, long story short, watch the Joe Bob's Brig version. Um, that's just like a like a taste of some of the insight he gives throughout i didn't want to spoil everything for you guys but um yeah joe bob really uh 
really brings this movie to a little bit more, uh, I don't know. Does he make I, I the movie he, good? Um, well, he can't do that, Steve. He's just a presenter, but he can't, he could he, he could make it a little more entertaining, I would say. That's a bummer. Well, I, that, that part's um, a good, but the previous part about him not making it good is a bummer. So, like I said, there's not really any big names in this. Like, like a lot of movies we cover, there's not a lot of big names. But the biggest name is um, a woman named Galen Ross, who plays kind of the final girl, the kind of the main heroine, Betsy. Um, she, I, call her she really dis- I call her discount Gwyneth Paltrow. Or Just, is Di- Gwyneth Paltrow a discount Galen Ross? You know, know what? Or a, or a, or a, or an overpriced Galen Ross, for that matter. <laughs> you know what? That's actually what it is. I know her business tactics and how awful they are, so you might be right about <laughs> that one. An overpriced Galen Ross. Continue. Sorry. Um, and, and, and also, this is another thing that Joe Bob talks about, is that she actually went on to become a very accomplished uh, BBC and PBS documentary maker, but I'm not going to get too much into that, but Galen Ross is doing just fine now. Um, but before this, she was probably bo- most recognized for playing Fran, the blonde um, kind of uh, news person in Dawn of the Dead. That's Romero's 78 Dawn of the Dead. Um, so she really didn't do a ton of acting, but, you know, she kind of has these two horror movies under her belt, and then she got into more serious filmmaking. So just so all the horror nerds out there, if you haven't seen this, picture the 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 kind of like bigger eyed blonde girl. I mean, I think it's fair to say she had big eyes. She looks um, like Gwyneth Paltrow, but not yeah. quite at the same time. That's what I got. I mean, that's really all I got. So, so yeah, should we get into kind of the good, the bad, the, uh, bleh the of this movie? Yeah. yeah. Um, is I, I, I think sometimes we forget to, to talk, but I mean, did you like the movie? I, I, me personally, I guess I'll go first. This movie sucks. Uh, I, I, I think that if you want to watch this movie, just watch the burning instead. It's the exact same goddamn. Movie, yeah. I'm going to, I, I can, I'll go. I was going to go into it at the end about kind of like my official rankings of the, of the early eighties camp horror genre, but you can still do that. I don't think I ruined that for you. Hopefully. Okay. Yeah. We'll, I'll do it at the, I'll say it for the end. But yeah, I, I mean, to I'm going to say it was okay. Um, and for that, that's all I'm going to say for right now. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say it's like, okay. Um, I, I'll, I'll give a, sp- a little hint that I like the burning better. <laughs> yeah, same. Um, so, but yeah, so I mean, this movie did. I, I So this is one of those movies that I feel like is... I don't want to say that it's um, like it's it's beloved for the wrong reason, but I kind of feel like it is. I feel I feel like this kind of gets in in. I mean, you, you saw the the poster. The poster is pretty cool. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's know, a little. Yeah. So it's it, yeah. It's it's uh, not really inspired, but so I guess it gets the point it, across. Yeah. It's one of those movies that it's like it's it's always talked about as being like that movie that like stood out like in like the movie store. So it kind of gets this like video store nostalgia before you even watch the movie. So right away, I'm going to say the movie doesn't live up to the and, and the, like you said, the box art's not even that great, and the movie doesn't really even live up to the box art. Um, Says a lot right there. Secondly, I believe it ran into like a shit ton of 
rights issues and stuff, and it wasn't even released like other than VHS until like the early two thousands. So it was very hard to find and see. So I feel like it like it was one of those things where it's like this poster lived out on the internet and and stuff, and you'd see the poster, but the movie was like hard to find. So I feel like it's kind of got that mystique about it. But again, you know, some I don't think that every you know, mysterious movie needs to, is necessarily a, a classic, you know. It's funny you say that it's got the mystique and it's hard to find. I feel like every movie we cover has the <laughs> exact same situation where they yeah. either it's A, made three years before it's released, it's A, B, it's mm-hmm. hard to find, um, you know, so I don't even yeah. think it has a mystique to it. I think it's just like a lot of low-budget 80s slasher movies that don't have a lot of, you know, marketing, so... Are you saying it should have disappeared? And are you saying it should have been buried and stayed buried, Steve? Yes, yes, I am actually. Yep. <laughs> is, that, is that what you're really trying it. to say? Take an axe, um. cut it in half. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that actually. I mean, like rest assured, this is no audition, but it's definitely bad. One of our worst. No. I think it's one of my least favorite we've done in a while. Not since like Microwave Massacre have I been like oof. Um, yeah, Microwave Massacre was a pretty pretty rough one, but okay. So, is there any redeeming things that you you want to talk about, Steve? Uh, yeah, I mean, for newer listeners, this is a spoiler. I mean, you know, we don't really, I mean, no one listens to this podcast for insightful commentary that, you know, for like big, deep, thoughtful, uh, you know, discussion about these movies. So I can easily say, no. talk about the ending. Um, don't get mad. I mean, you can email this, us if the, you want. It, there's no spoiler. Cause like you said, the plot is literally a madman kills a bunch of people in a camp. That's yeah. The There's nothing think, else to be spoiled. <laughs> if you if you haven't seen that in a movie before, you know I think you've been in sheltering in place for a bit too long. Um, one good thing I liked is actually the last thing in the movie because from what I remember, even though I just watched it about a minute, ten minutes before we recorded, uh, but the killer lives. He you know it, he he mm-hmm. kills them all and he walks away, which I like. I like when when the killer or when the antagonist you know is not killed off. That happens. Yeah. More and more these days, but I feel like back then, I mean, a lot of people want the kind of catharsis of having the antagonist be killed off, especially if he, if he just spent, you know, you spend an hour and 28 minutes watching, you know, hot co-eds get slaughtered. Uh, you want to have the same thing. You know, you want him to get his just desserts, his comeuppance, but he doesn't. You don't, you don't get that this time, which is nice. Um, Do you feel like they were trying to set up a sequel? <laughs> just... Uh I don't think, well, I mean, you know, I, I think everybody wants a sequel to their movie, you know? I mean, I guess yeah. other people may may not agree with that. Christopher Nolan may not agree with that, but um, what I like about it is that the whole point of this movie, despite not being part of the uh, IMDb plot synopsis, is that this guy is an urban legend. The movie mm-hmm. begins with, you know, with a, a campfire. Wow, amazing. You know, that's unique. A campfire of co-eds. Uh, one of them is telling a story about this guy, the madman, the madman, if you will. No, it's not one of the co-eds. It is, it's Max. The, right. I don't know what his role is, but he's like this like, long-haired guy. old guy who like leaves the camp. He just tells the story and leaves. Again, I feel like he's is, like a. I but... think he's a remnant from the seventies. Still, you know, I think he's like a, hence his appearance. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I always assumed he was like um, kind of like a camp counselor. But I guess all those yeah, you know, I, that's what I assumed. Uh, but he's camp telling owner. the story. Yeah, probably something like that. Um, and he's telling the story of the madman who you know he's spooky. And what I did like actually was like when the camera floats around each um, hot coeds uh, yes. reaction. You, there's a, a bit of a, of a fade in 
to their deaths. I, I put that in my notes, too. There was, like, a foreshadowing that just showed, like, a... No, no, it's on my private notes. I see you squinting. Ooh. It's... Yeah, sorry. I'm sorry. I have it on my, over here, but... I Yeah, private I like notes. how they... It showed, like, just, like, a like a body being dragged or, like, yeah. just, like, a bloody hand. Like, just enough to kind of be like, oh, that guy's going to die, and I, I want to see how he dies now. Yeah, I mean, it, it, really, your mileage may vary. Some people, I'm sure, would see that and think, well, why am I going to watch this if I know they die? But then again, you watch a movie like this, I mean, come on, what do you expect? You know, the them to all fuck around the fire? Yeah. I, I guess I would like to see that, too, but... Uh, you only watch these movies guy. for the kills, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, I would hope <laughs> what else is there to... What if else is there to see? If you're listening to this podcast, you I mean, I don't know how many times we've said that, but that's the the the, the you these this is a I, I was trying to explain to somebody actually, this is a kind of a tangent, but I was trying to explain to somebody like the podcast and I was like, you know, this really at the end of the day, bare bones this podcast, this is a special effects podcast. Yeah, I you're I mean, thinking you're we're, right. We're talking about special effects in movies, then we're also talking about like uh wrestling special effects which is the ultimate special effect which is a blade job to to fake a punch so the best kind of special effect anyway i'm sorry but yes um no that's a good that's a good tangent the kills are what these are all about yeah and uh i mean as far as my praises for the movie they don't really extend beyond what i said um okay yeah what what do you have that's good i would love to okay (laughs) you're trying to argue this one i i have okay i have some i mean go back okay let's go guys Go back in the archives, listen to me defend Night to Dismember, and, and, and learn my ways of defending horrible movies. I am stretches a, you I am make, a child man. of horribleness. The, the reaching you do, I'm t- I don't know how you do it. I've never seen someone reach. It's like a Jane Fonda workout video. This okay. Kind of reaching. Um, I'm going to say that there's some, there's some, there is a couple of creative kills. I would okay, love, sorry to interrupt okay you all the time, but I would love to know exactly which ones you think are which haven't been done a thousand times in other movies with the exact I, same plot. Okay, I'll get into it when I get down to my favorite kill. But I, there, there's a couple that are okay, and then I, the gore is not great, but there's just a lot. There's there's some good splatters and stuff. They try. Um, yeah. My next big thing that I liked was I did like the synth score. Um, it's I can very very eighties and very like. Like like just like piercing at times. It's 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 um, like if if like if if a hair metal band did like yeah. you know tried to do a creepy synth wave score or not synth score not really synth wave yeah. but yeah. My my next thing that I actually was surprised that I liked was I liked the Madman Mars, um, like killer as a character. Like I I, I thought he looked interesting. Um, with he had like these. Almost like a Bigfoot-looking character. Like, he's hairy. They show his hands, like, a lot, and they're almost like these prosthetic glove hands he's wearing, and he's got, and he's barefoot, and he's got, like, these, like, monster feet. Um, it, it's, it was, it was interesting, but I just really liked that they took a lot of, uh, time to, like, show, um, like, show him. Like, it wasn't like, a Halloween... Where it's like you just see like Michael Myers and he's like just like walking slow. Or Friday the Thirteenth, you don't even see the killer most of the time. You know, in Giallo movies, you don't see the killer a lot. I just liked seeing the killer. It kind of had like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre, almost Leatherface fe- feel, where it's like the killer is like right out in the open more more times than not. So 
Um, I, I did like that about it. I agree you with you that thoughts the design on that? of yeah, I agree with yeah. the design of him. Uh, you're right. That's like I, it almost looks like he's like you know ten percent of a pig person. You know, he's got that yeah. kind of bloatiness to him that I like. So right. I'm with you on that one. I mean, even the burning, like, and I, and I feel like a lot of these early slashers, like the early slashers, just as a genre, I feel like they still kind of wanted to keep their like like foot like one foot in like the mystery realm, you know what I mean? Where they wanted to kind of almost have like a whodunit. Um, and it's like, I feel like there's so, remember like, even like we watched that one a long time ago, terror train with the, with the, all the, all the whodunits on that. And I feel like that, like that's a very like seventies slasher kind of like mystery horror movie where this one is just like, Nope, we're just going to have a fucking Bigfoot redneck maniac kill people. <laughs> And we're going to show it the whole time. I, and I do, and this isn't super, this isn't like uncommon, but I do like that you never really explain like who he is or like how yeah. he became this sort of bloated, you know, uh, woods monster. You know, mm-hmm. I like that as opposed to like being a flashback or something like that. Yeah. You know, a lot of times it's like, oh, I was actually, you know, one of the hot co-eds the entire time. But yeah, this guy is just seems to be some sort of woods, you know, monster that exists like the Blair Witch kind of thing. Yeah. So I do like that. And then I guess the last thing, kind of going back towards the ending of the movie, we, we, we've already talked on Betsy, um, Galen Ross's character. I, I thought that she was an interesting final girl at the end where she kind of like, like, there's one character in the movie, Ellie, who is like kind of like the, the, the ditzy, um, you know, she's kind of like scared running through the house. And I, I feel like a lot of times you would get that, um, or at least you would get a movie where it's like, like a Jamie Lee Curtis where it's like she's scared of the killer and she's trying to like save the kids and stuff. But in this movie, uh, Galen Ross's character like full on like goes like hunting for the character for Madman Mars at the end. And I just thought that was um, pretty cool. I, I like I like that little just a, a little bit different than what was kind of going on with slasher movies at the time was her grabbing that shotgun and like going hunting for him and then also getting killed. She also got killed by him. So, yeah, and we'll talk about that kill. Um, and I'm just realizing I, I must be. I'm, I'm, I think I'm a terrible blade job co-host because I really only just made made the connection between what exactly a final girl is. Like I know that what they are, but yes. it never clicked in my head that she's literally the final girl it's who survives. The, yeah. I, in my head, I'm like, yeah, it's a final girl. I don't know why she's called that, but it makes sense. Yeah. Um. Shit. So there you go. There you go. Break, breaking news. Breaking news, Steve is, you know, it's an educational podcast. I believe we're tagged under education on uh, Apple Podcasts. <laughs> I hope so. We should be. Yeah. Yeah. Put us in your kids' homeschool curriculum. Um, yeah, exactly. Stay at home. I mean, you're again, you're all home. It's no excuse. What are you going to do? Hide? Run out somewhere? <laughs> but yeah, I, I like, I like Betsy. I like Betsy as a character and her uh, going, f- go, like going on the hunt at the end instead of just running and hiding like just going on the hunt for this fucking guy i thought that was a a cool touch um and it made her badass and then even then she still died which i thought was um just a little different for the time period you know me i like movies that take risks i I wouldn't consider this a big risk having her die but at the time i think it was probably you know not quite as common so i do appreciate that and she gets hacked let me tell you that much yeah um, it does kind of remind me of like Laurie Strode from Halloween. You know, I, mean, I don't want yeah. Halloween, you know, Halloween, uh, this, you know, the remake or not remake. Well, one of many remakes, but, uh, she, you know, she's basically just the final girl 
but the mm-hmm. whole movie, very yeah. good, very good movie. So you want to get into some favorite kills? Uh, yeah, let's talk about some favorite kills. I mean, before we talk about favorite, I mean, you can, again, man, we've all seen, we've seen these before. Yeah. I mean, he's got an axe, so, you, you know, close your <laughs> eyes and imagine an axe killing. Boom, you just thought about four people dying, problem solved. Bill, a character named Bill, is pulled from a car, lifted over Mars's head. And this? apparently, that was an interesting one. I'm glad that I'm was reading that aloud. That was an interesting one. <laughs> uh, it just goes like this. Yeah, because uh, I was a little... I was a bit confused as to what was going on there. I bet, like, yeah, you have apparently his back snaps. And I, I mean, that has to be, because you hear it, obviously. You hear yeah. um, this, you know, the snapping. Um, and I thought he would, like, pull him apart. That'd be dope. But I realized that, that the budget would, will not will not let this happen. Um, uh, so that, that was kind of a cool, I mean, you know, it reminds me of, I don't think you've seen it, but, like, I think it's Paranormal Activity 3 or 4 uh, when somebody, the ghost kind of, like, pulls the character back so he like folds in on himself from behind it's very oh, cool. i have it's a, seen that it's a one. quick one that is yes i like that that was uh that was a shockingly good death I was yeah, a you're a big paranormal that. activity fan uh, saw them all in theaters opening night and then i won my ipad mini from going to the final one so yes i know what can i say that was a long time ago uh, so yeah, I mean, Ellie, she gets hit with an axe after being chased through the cabin. I mean, it's just axe kills. Yeah, she was you know? kind of the, she was kind of the dumb, dumb one I was talking about, who's kind of the ditzy one. I believe she's like Bill's girlfriend. Um, yeah, she gets hit. I mean, all of these are decently bloody-ish. I, I will say, Ellie gets that, she gets hit, she gets hit with the axe. And then if you remember, like, ten minutes later, Betsy is, like, stalking around the cabin with her shotgun. And I don't know if I, I was trying to figure out is, if Ellie is like thrown up against the window. I think so. Or if she's still alive. But either way, I, I think she's still alive. I mean, barely. You know, she's uh, on her way out. But then, yeah, she gets kind of slammed up against the window, which then spooks Betsy. She blows her blows her best pal, the love of her life. You know, uh, BFF gets blown apart through the yeah. window. And I don't think Betsy really reacts to that much. I think she just kind of thinks, like, well, this no. is, you know. I think she had already like, seen Ellie fucked up and was just like, oh, okay. So I just, I, yeah. now now it's officially done. <laughs> she was like, well, I'm in a summer slasher movie. So obviously, the, uh, yeah, I got to expect this to happen, right? Because it's fucking every yeah. single one. So, um, And then there's actually, well, I forgot which kill it was. Someone gets decapitated. Oh, no, uh, right right here. Um, t- I think it's Stacy. No, I think yes. it was Dave. One of them. Uh, I think it's Betsy pulls the body up and that she's he's, the person's headless. Ah, but it's a, it's a fucking it's a mannequin and you can see the hole in the yeah. neck. It's not like a, oh it's a spine. It's like this is where the blood will spread out because this is a mannequin. Yeah, um, this is like just, we we've talked about that too. Where it's like there's something different about showing like a stab versus like showing like an aftermath of like a, just like a really bloody poorly designed mannequin. Right. And that's um, what we get with Dave, Dave's Dave's dead body. This is also a good example for me of, because, like, we've talked about this in the past. Again, no excuse. You listen to every episode if you're new. I mean, why wouldn't you? Um, where, <laughs> like, like Giallo or um, Dar- Argento, um, they have this kind of, like, more uh, lighter color blood, which makes it a little, a little, adds a little more beauty to the death. Um, and it works in that context. It does not work here. The blood looks awful here. Um, it just looks fake as shit. Uh, you know, I, I don't know why it works for Giallo slash Argento. I don't know why it works there, but it doesn't here to me. But 
Um, it looks like they just didn't have the good budget for any like actual looking blood. Yeah, and this is mainly. I, I, think it, I think it works for like Tarantino too. I think for he sure. does very stylized blood. It is. Um, that's a good word. It is. Sense. It's more stylized blood in here. They try to go for that, but it doesn't work. And this is more for like, like you said, the after the aftermath shots of the. But like, um, like when Betsy gets hacked at the end, right in the chest. I mean, it looks a bit better there. But they have this. I mean, you know, maybe their excuse is like, oh, it's old blood because it's been there for a while. But yeah, um, it doesn't work as well for me. But, uh, you know, but how about we talk about two of our favorite kills? Yes, um, go with yours first because yours kind of confused me because I thought <laughs> I thought it was a, it, it's it's I I thought it was not a very interesting kill, but you you said it was your favorite. It's it's very simple. It's uh there's a, a chef who's part of the uh you know the summer camp. I forgot where he is. As you can tell, I you know the attention span for this movie for me was. Uh, I mean this this kill happens in the first like five minutes, so it doesn't get much. That. I think he doesn't he, get much I mean, character development at all. Well, no, but it's very simple. He he opens the door, and then the uh, uh, Mars. You know what, what's his name? Freaking Mad, uh, Madman Mars. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, the name of the movie. That's right. Just, that's just bad. <laughs> yeah. Good Christ. Uh, Mad Madman Mars, I'm going to call him. He just immediately, right upon opening the door, takes a nice swing with his knife, cuts the, dude throat o- the dude's throat open. Only reason why it's my favorite is because, to me, that was the best special effect of a, of a, mm. of a, you know, okay. a, a sliced open neck. Um, I mean, it, I, I guess t- it looked a bit overdone. But, you know, when I see a slash neck and a slash movie, I want to see it over, overdone. You yeah. know, I want to see way more blood. Yeah. He didn't just cut it. He, he, it's like a... Like a rip out almost. Yeah, it's it's like if you, if you when you're cutting into a yolk and an egg, it just, you know, it's, uh, you, you get a nice deep gash. It's more of a gash than a cut. I'll yeah. say that. Um, and then that's really why it's my favorite. Simply, well, A, you have the better one because I wanted that one. But you already called it as your favorite. So I had to find <laughs> a plan B, and that's an easy plan B. Um, just a nice drunk chef getting his throat sliced, um, and it just looks to me that that was a good special effect. I mean, you're yep. gonna have to like watch the movie to see, but I mean, really, I mean, you know, how many slash necks have you seen? It looks like that, but good. It was a good one. I will say it was it was a good one. Um, yeah, that's all did, I got. For it that. did hold up. Um, my my favorite kill is not is not even a gory one actually, but it, I thought it was a little more interesting. Um. There's a character named TP who we'll we'll get into TP's hot tub shenanigans oh, yeah. a little bit later, but Toilet TP paper. is um, being like hung up, like strung up with a noose, getting hung up in the tree, and he's getting pulled up, and Mars ties the rope, and he's he's the guy's hanging, but then TP reaches up, he starts pulling himself up like he's gonna be saved, like he's gonna save himself. But nope, Mars comes out of the woods, grabs his like ankles, and just yanks him down, like, like he's like he's shaking off a towel, and it just completely snaps his neck. Which I thought was just an interesting kill because that's the first kind of uh, camp counselor kill we get in the movie, other than the chef, obviously. But I just thought it was an interesting kill because it. Uh, you you, you kind of think he's going to be saved for a second there. And he, and you also get the impression that he is maybe the main character because he's Betsy, who is the final girl's boyfriend. So I don't know. I, I was just I was like, they're not going to kill him right now. He's like gonna, he's possibly going to be the main character's uh, boyfriend um, and he's going to save himself. And then I, I just got completely I got I was a little sh- surprised that 
Mars came and yanked him down and broke our boy TP's neck. I cannot tell you how excited I got when I saw him. He's he's obviously choking out. He's about to, you know, pass out. When he starts mm-hmm. to reach up onto the branch to hoist himself up, I thought, holy shit, no one ever does that. Yeah. It's so exciting because no one fucking ever – I mean, granted, of course, your mind's in you know, a lot of spots. I wouldn't know, I guess, but that's you know, I would I assume. But I'm just like, holy shit. He's like, he's trying. Like, he's trying to survive. And he would have if it weren't, you know, for the – you're right. It's a, it's a delicious pull. Um, yeah. yeah, I just couldn't believe my eyes when I saw that. I thought a movie that is this safe with its, uh, you know, themes and kills and everything. I just couldn't believe it. I, you know, he's because I, you know, he, he, when you see him hanging, my first thought was like, well, he's not very far below the branch. He could probably no, reach right. up and grab it. And then I you see him grabbing the rope to try to pull himself mm-hmm. up. I couldn't do that. I'm way too heavy for that. There's no way. <laughs> um, that's my first thought was like, I hope they have a lot of, you know, rope climbing in this summer clamp. But, uh, but then he grabs the fucking branch and I was like, dude, like, this is what I want to see. Like, go this, buddy. Go. go. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, dude, I'm like, live, live you bastard. Um, and you know, and you, you give him props and he didn't work out at the end of course. But to no. me, I just couldn't believe it when I saw him reach for the, cause then he, 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 I mean, he does it, you know, he reaches himself up and you get that big exhale. <gasps> I guess that's an inhale. Uh, <laughs> And he, he's like, you know, I mean, you're like, this is amazing. He got out of it. You know, he's, he win, he wins the game. Uh, but then of course, you know, that amazing pull and that's also good effects. His, um, what do you call it? His snap neck eyes rolled in the back yeah. of his head. Oh, that was the best kill simply because he does something that you really never see, especially yeah. in these, uh, slasher movies. I mean, again, it didn't work out. That's another good example of kind of, you know, expectations subverting, um, man, I couldn't believe it. I was very yeah. happy with that. It was kill. an interesting, interesting escape from the guy, and then interesting kill by the killer. Um, and, uh, I don't know. I, I liked it. I thought it was like the most unique thing that the movie really had going on for it. I did like, um, yeah, because he pulls him down. I mean, you in other movies, he would just like stab him or something like that, like yeah. ah, you know, and it always like right directly in the chest, like perfectly, you know. Yeah. Um, but man, uh, you know that was an exciting kill. Good choice. Wish I had that choice, but you beat me to it. Well, I'm sorry. We, I mean, we can both have the same. We had the same kill for stage fright, I believe. How the fuck do you remember these things? I don't understand. Because I these have to, Steve. I have to. <laughs> Thank goodness you have, I have to. to know I these things. I don't know how you do it, man. Um, do you want to get into some of the bad? <laughs> gladly, yeah, <laughs> gladly. Um, uh, okay, we're gonna... we've already hit on quite a bit of it, but. The acting, terrible. Now, I understand you don't expect the acting to be, you know, Daniel Day-Lewis caliber. No. But I think this is actually worse than usual. Not quite, again, Microwave Massacre. Um, and, okay, as, as, as shitty as Audition is, the acting is it's not, a, not, not its, you know, its I, issue. Yeah. Um, no. It's just literally every other second and every other element of that movie. Um, <laughs> so the acting in this movie is fucking atrocious. It's just so bad. Um, to the, I mean, again, to the point where it's distracting. Like it's, you know, it's not often where I'm distracted by. Okay, that's a lie. I'm very easily distracted by bad acting. But you expect it with these kind of movies. But yeah, man, like you know, like like uh, Neo in the Matrix. Like not like this. You know, not like this. Like um, like the like I said, like the Ellie character who gets hacked and then shot by Betsy. I mean, her. She is possibly, I'm going to go out and say, I think one of the most annoying characters I've seen in, in, a, in a minute, at least. I don't know yeah, if I've she's seen, awful. It, it's, it's, a, it's a combination of bad acting and um, I think her just overplaying the ditzy character while acting bad. 
Her performance um, is so bad it makes me not like the actress, which is not fair at all. That's not how it should be. It's unhealthy, honestly. Um, you got anything? I mean, I I have another. I I like I said, we talked about the dubbing. I I don't think that this movie's dubbed, but it it's there's definitely parts where there's vo- voices being dubbed over. Um, it's not the whole thing, so it's probably just like they they forgot to turn the mic on. They had to just put a clip, put a put something in in post production. I I don't really know why they did it, but it looks bad. But I I don't think the whole thing was dubbed. Um, well, do you know what you it know is? more I... about the technical stuff, Steve? Well, I think it's just because the movie's a piece of shit, and I think the sound <laughs> is just bad. I think that's just simply what it is. I don't think it's dubbing. Mm-hmm. I think it's just the the the, the sound. Um, you know the the what's the word I'm looking for? The matching, I guess, for lack of a better term, yeah. just sucks. So I think that's what it is. Um, there's also some visual suckiness. We're going to talk about what the fuck. Uh, but I'll come back to that. Um, <laughs> yes. And then abs- no, no story. I mean, I, technically this does have a very beloved common story, um, but because I'm going to call, I'm going to say it has no story simply because it has no story that I care to watch because I haven't, I've seen it a million times for this podcast, man. Mm-hmm. Um, which is not, you know, that's what we do here, and we do it so the audience doesn't have to. But, you know, at the same time, it would be nice to, for the audience to watch this movie and you know, yeah. then go back and, you know, and th- this podcast. Yeah, watch, I don't... listen to this podcast, watch the movie, come back and listen to the podcast again, write a review, let us know what you thought. That's that's like the full arc of a, of a Blade Job listener. I think a lot of people just... Uh, drop off at some point but you know that's what we're going for right <laughs> yeah that and i just i i will give a personal shout out to the first listener who buys me a ps5 if you can secure that pre-order for me that would be great send me the receipt to my apartment um i'll tell it to you in, 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 in private chat uh and then we'll i'll give you a shout out nothing more uh, <laughs> so no innovation in this goddamn story i mean i guess okay um, I guess I'm contradicting myself as to what we've talked about earlier. Yeah, not we enough talked innovation. about a few innovations, but yes. I guess when I mean innovation, I'm kind of um, uh, unprofessionally mixing it with uh, with the story. I mean, you know, when I say no innovation, I mean, oh, a bunch of, you know, at least have, I mean, I guess the only one instance of, of innovation I would say is the character design of the killer of Madman mm-hmm. himself, Madman Mars. Um, yeah. Why is it Mars? Is that just like is it just a I, weird I don't name? Know. I don't, it's because they, no. they didn't want to use Cropsey. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> they were going to use Cropsey, then they decided Mars. And I don't remember. I, f- I believe if you if listeners go back and watch the Joe Bob episode, I believe he talks about why they went with Mars. And I cannot remember for the life of me why. It, it has something to do with the director and uh, some fascination he had with Mars at the time. I, I don't really remember, though. But go watch the Joe Bob version. He, like he explains Mar- it. Like Mars Bar? Like the candy bar Mars? No, who, who, Mars who would ever want to... Mars the who? planet or Mars the god of war, I believe. Oh, Ares. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know why anybody would, would ever want to think of the Mars candy bar. It's just disgusting, but... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm not a coconut guy, so that's that. Anyway, so no innovation other than the, a couple of decent kills. A couple. Yeah. I mean, really, just the one just the one, one hanging. Um, and, and, I'll, and I'll get into it after we get through our what the fuck. And I give my official camp horror movie ratings and and i'll further back up your point steve of the innovation because those movies um I'll, I'll i'll get into it but each one of them have a little bit of charm that this one seemingly lacks a little bit of i gotta tell you man you uh, the audience getting your top whatever f- for free without ads mm-hmm. i mean jesus i, I talk yeah. about spoiling 
It sounds like somebody should really give me money for a PS5 for sure. That's really what, what, what the whole point of this podcast is, is to really se- to secure a pre-order. Um, and that's pretty much all I got for the bad. When I see all I got, I mean, I've been shitting on it this entire time. So we can move right on to the what the fuck. All right. Sorry about that technical difficulty. Fucking running out of batteries over here in quarantine. COVID, now, COVID the, claims another one. Jesus. For the what the fucks, Steve. So, um, yeah, let's talk about this, man. Let's get into this. So this hot tub scene is maybe the worst thing that happens in this entire movie. It, it could it could <laughs> possibly be in the bad. Well, it could definitely be in the bad category. Although this, I would classify yeah. this as so bad it makes you go, "What the fuck, man!" Yeah. Um, so we're talking about a scene between Betsy, um, the final girl, and TP, who gets hanged. Um, where they get into a hot tub. There's some juicy man butt. That's the only nudity we get out of it. Hey, listen, I'll take any nudity. I don't care who it is. You say this is the only nudity we get. Listen, man, I'm happy with, you know, beggars can't be choosers here. You know, just because this supple ass belongs to a dude, it does not bother me. I'm going to, you know what, you know what, actually, I'm going to come to claim this right now. Since that, because we only have this instance of nudity, that would mean that by default, TP is my cutie of this episode. I mean, it makes sense because he also has the best kill. I mean, I, th- I think it's TP is the sexiest and the and the best character in the movie now. I, I'm I'm converted. You know what? It's TP, not Betsy. TP's blade jobber of this movie. It's a fact. <laughs> so yeah, so we have this this horrible hot tub scene. They're in there, they're kind of groping each other. But I think the worst thing is the um the song that is playing throughout. It's kind of like a synthesized drum beat with just awful ballad vocals. Um, it defies explanation. How do you? It's like a. It truly does. It's like if like a. And I know I made this joke earlier, but it's like a. It's like a if a hair band were to do some ballad, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't even know where I'm going with this. How do you explain that? It's it's they. It's yeah. just it's the director trying too hard to be like sexy. In fun story is actually. That is the actor who plays TP singing that's that song. Why does that not surprise um, me? Yeah, he's he came out, he's singing the song. Um, I, he's not singing the song in the movie. Like his character's not in the pool singing it to her. But it's still just funny that the actor who plays him is also singing the song. Yeah, you, 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 your budget's small enough. You have to you have to make yeah. uh, some sacrifices by by having TP play dropper of the movie. Uh, yeah, you know, compose with his voice. And I think we, I think, you, do you remember the scene too, Steve, where the camera is spinning? Did that seem weird to you? It did. It reminded me of Titanic <laughs> when they're on the bottom beneath when he's like, you want to see a real party? Have you ever seen Titanic? Don't tell me. No. I, uh, it's, which tape is it on? <laughs> I think it's the, the first one. I don't know. The second. Oh, the, yeah, that, I, that I've seen it. I the think. second tape for me was what was, was ruined long ago by how many times I had to rewind to go back to the nude scene as a kid. So I don't, mm-hmm. I don't really know much about yeah. the second tape. I think it's a first tape anyway, but yeah, the cameras, it's kind of floating between them. It almost like it's like swirling with the water, which would be cool. Like it's a buoy. Right. Or like it would be cool. <laughs> In anywhere else here it's not i you know it's just one of those things where i imagine the director's like hell yeah like listen speaking speaking <laughs> of the director we never mentioned this but he this is like the only thing he ever made yeah and i believe he recently passed away or he uh, I, uh, he passed away before this movie like got its day in the sun i think he died in december 10th 2006 
Yeah, and this movie was like had like a shitty DVD release at that point. 2002. But then in 2010, it got that big Vinegar Syndrome Blu-ray That's right. release. So. so the good thing is he's not here to hear me shitting on his movie for this entire time. So that's nice. Um, but yeah, so the hot tub <laughs> scene, I mean... I, it's maybe the worst thing I've seen in a while. Did, okay, I have to ask you this question. Have you ever, have you ever seen It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia in, in the Lethal Weapon 5 episode? Yes. When, when randomly uh, in the middle of you know Lethal Weapon 5, Frank, you know I forgot what his character's name is, you know in the Lethal Weapon 5, but when he kind of, there's this weird, beautiful, sensual sex scene in the middle of nowhere. Yes, I um, do remember that. That's what this reminds me of, simply because it just goes <laughs> out of fucking nowhere. You have this yeah. like pseudo romanticized um, account of like them. I mean, I, I'll, I'll be honest with you, and this is a lot about how I pay attention to movies in the world of smartphones. But I didn't even know they were like dating, and so I'm just like, what? I'm like, okay. I mean, obviously, well, what do you think they were doing? Just in the hot tub together? I mean, as it as it developed, <laughs> I thought, okay, well, there's obviously a connection between these two. You know, Eric, right. I don't think this is a summer camp. Is a hot tub horny right. hot coeds in the eighties? Okay. I mean, this is like, you know, this is anything. Anything goes, you know. You're um, right. You're kind of right. like in that Frank, you know, Lethal Weapon Five scene. So I, this whole scene was definitely baffling to me. Um, you know, it's it's a weird. It's like I almost want to say I actually loved it, but no, I didn't. I didn't love it. It's actually bad. The no, music hurts it big time. The music does hurt it, and that and that kind of brings me to my my second what the fuck point, which I think is actually a better what the fuck. But that is the song at the end. Well, end credits song. before you do that, I want to dive real quick. Oh, I have one more thing, one more note on that on the hot tub scene. Actually, oh. it's it's pretty widespread. There's a screen issue. There's I I would assume it's an issue with the print of the movie mm-hmm. during the transfer. Um, I thought it was my TV when I saw it. There's um, I mean, how do you explain? It? There's a couple of lines down the screen. Oh, I did see those yeah. a few times, and I thought it was yeah. I didn't know what that was either. I thought it was my TV, and I was like, okay, this is not a cheap TV. It's 4K. Yikes! Big yikes! Uh, but then it cut to a separate scene, and it was gone. I was like, okay, this is just a shitty ass movie. Um, but then it happened. I want to say no fewer than four other times throughout the movie. It's not easy to see, but once you see it. You can't unsee it, and then you'll notice it every time. And I thought, wow. I mean, I think it, what, Arrow Video, I think, put this out. Is it Arrow? Vinegar Syndrome. Vinegar Syndrome. Okay, I thought you were having a stroke earlier when you said that. No, um, that is the name of the distribution company. Vinegar Syndrome. I, I, that's kind of, I, I like that name. Anyway, yeah, and I was like, okay, well, I guess they just fucked that up. Um, but yeah, and it, it's rampant throughout, so that sucks. Uh, but continue, the last ending song. The last ending song, I think, is is the best song in the in the movie, and it's so good. I'm actually gonna end the episode with it. So, so you know, stick around for these last five minutes because the end song is actually kind of like tells this. It like gives like a weird lore of Madman Mars in the song, and I believe it's the same guy. It's the same guy who played TP singing it, but it's more like a like a campfire folk song, which is kind of fun. So. Um, yeah, I like that. I, I did like that song, but I'm still going to give it a what the fuck because I kind of like, remember in Street Trash how they had that weird song at the end? I, I just, I love movies that have these like original bad songs. My, in them. my heart goes a flutter whenever you mention Street Trash. It's to this day the best <laughs> movie we've ever covered by far. <laughs> so it's, uh, yeah, I just have a soft spot for, for original bad songs in the movie that are like sung by 
that it have something to do with the movie. So, and I will say, I did like how that song kind of comes up as as the killer. You know, Madman Mars is just walking away. He did it. You know, he he's like Thanos. He got all the Infinity Stones. Mm-hmm. He snapped. He's he got like, them all. Got them all. He's like, now I'm I'm gonna go and rest. You know, on a on a on a, on a grateful universe. Uh, he is very much like Thanos. It's actually this, this movie. This movie actually might be what be. I think Avengers ripped off this movie. Now that I think about it, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Don't think too deep I into agree. that. But yeah. So, um, and I think that's a good uh, a good note. You know, comparing this to Avengers Endgame, because uh, I have well to, hold your well hold your britches. That's why I I, I had to get an Avengers. Uh, you know, a Marvel I'm, I'm, movie. Because because now now here comes here comes the moment that it, everybody's been waiting for. This is yeah. Here comes the actual comparison to to early '80s camp movies. I'm so excited for this for free listeners. This is what we do for you: blood, sweat, and so, tears. Mostly blood and sweat. So, um, you know, this is like this falls into the category of like that of an early '80s camp uh, horror slasher. I mean, all kicked off a year prior, 1980, with Friday the Thirteenth. Um, so Friday the 13th comes out, I think, the, so my, the other, like the big four, I guess, or the, the ones that I would include is in this genre of this time period would be Friday the 13th, one and two, I would put The Burning in there, I would put Sleepaway Camp in there, which I almost wanted to cover this time, Steve, but we didn't cover Sleepaway Camp, and then I'm going to throw Madman in the mix, in the mix too, but. Out of all of those, I think that there is endearing. So obviously, let's go through them all really quick. Friday the Thirteenth, the first, probably the best. Um, they started the trend. One and two are great. The burning goes nowhere. Episode on it, probably the best gore effects out of any of these summer camp slashers. You, th- wait, you think that's accurate, Steve? The the special effects was Savini effects in in a. In uh, the burning, Savini's cheating. So, I mean, you know, it's a guarantee. Yeah. Good so time I think there. the gore is the best there, but then I, th- I, I truly think too, for the most interesting camp movie, you have to go with Sleepaway Camp, and you, you, it touches on the a lot of a lot of interesting topics. I'm not gonna. I'm actually not gonna spoil some of the stuff in Sleepaway Camp, but. Um, I've never seen I'll it. Just man. Say, I've never seen Sleepaway Camp, so you don't we should ask watch me it. We, we we could maybe cover it. We should up. we should it'd cover be, it. Be a fun it, it. It is a bit more what's the word? A bit more famous than I would like for this yes. kind of show. But I think we can make an exception because it's a movie that I probably should have seen by now. We'll definitely should it's, have seen it, by now. We, and we we could uh, maybe we even save it for like next year. Sure. And we could maybe uh, it, it might be fun to do because I think that sleeping Sleepaway Camp is is pretty well known. But there's two other sequels in the 80s that I think are very little known. That could be fun to do, like, one, two, three, like, three episodes in a row. That could be kind of fun. I didn't, so. I didn't even know they had it had sequels. So yeah. So, because ma- it's, it's, it's definitely not on the franchise level of Friday the 13th. But, anyways, I think that Sleepaway Camp is the most interesting story-wise. So, that, I mean, that by default, I'm putting, I am going to put Madman as the, the bottom of the, the big four of the early 80s uh, slashers. And then, and then, of course, you move them all up, and number one is Street Trash, by default. We'll wrap <laughs> yeah, it up with know. that. But that's, I, think that's, I think you agree, Steve, that this, there's, there's the, the, the one that you've, we've covered is The Burning, and The Burning is clearly better than this. Correct. 
Yeah, I I, and, I I did kind of choose this movie, and yeah, I regret yeah. it. I mean, it gets us a great episode of a podcast okay. for our listeners for free with no ads. Tell your friends, <laughs> uh, subscribe on uh, on Apple Podcasts and wherever you listen to podcasts. And Spotify. We're getting a lot of Spotify listeners, so keep up those listens. That's good. Thank as long you. as we can steal some away from last podcast, maybe we'll get a nice exclusive yeah. deal. I mean, you know, I, I'm not one to sell out, but if I'm offered what they were offered, I'm going to take it like a motherfucker and buy a PS5 with it, so... So, but yeah, I think that this goes, this is going to go at the bottom. So if you've seen, I'm going to say if you've seen all of those movies, Friday the 13th, The Burning, Sleepaway Camp, uh, check out Mad Men just to say you've seen kind of all of them. There's some other ones in this era too, like, it's like The Prey, Don't Go in the Woods Alone or something um, that are even, I believe, lower budget than what we just watched. So who knows? We'll probably cover it at some point, but not, not this summer. Yeah, um, this summer is taken up by a shitty-ass movie that has, yeah, like, and one I feel, good kill. And I feel like people are going to take some issue that I'm saying that Friday the 13th is is the best. But, I mean, I don't know. You, you know, Steve, you don't, you like to talk about the, the, the money that the movies make. And you can't doubt that Friday the 13th was uh, churning out the bucks back in the 80s. I mean, if it didn't turn I mean, out there's bucks, nine it, sequels. It, it churned out. <laughs> inspiration i mean you know yeah it's kind of hard i mean you just say halloween and you know that you no one can really you know question that movie's uh, legacy so it's kind of you know pretty much like this movie this that list is kind of anticlimactic only because it, we all expected mm-hmm. for this movie to be at the bottom and halloween to be at yeah. the top uh and that's just the kind of the kind of content we make free we bring to the audience you know mm-hmm. but like i said it's you check it out but yeah it's this is our this is our once a year trip to summer camp and uh you know at least the episode was good yeah <laughs> except for that minor small difficulty yes, but you except know we lost listen, a little bit uh it's okay this is the we'll price survive. we pay for free content listen you know it yeah. could be ads think of it that way this could be an ad for like squarespace or some shit so no. which i guess i just kind of did but uh, I'll I'll write him a letter to have to pay us for that mention, but <laughs> also with uh, with bells too. We have to get that. We have to shake down bells for all the free marketing we give them. Yeah, yeah, they gotta just send us the check because uh, we're owed. And I I would like one of those big checks, like the clearinghouse sweepstakes kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I want a big mm-hmm. check handed to me. Uh, that's what I want, and I, I want it now. But I think that's going to be it for this episode, Eric. I mean, thanks for uh, – you know, I, I like what you, what you just mentioned, that this is our, our yearly trip to summer camp. I like that. I, mm-hmm. I, that should be a yearly thing. I like that quite a bit. Um, yeah. So uh, if you're new to the podcast, boom, right? you're already part of history. I mean, Jesus. Yeah. This is – and who knows? Maybe next year we'll go to sleepaway camp. A lot of good maybe reasons we'll go, to subscribe. Maybe we'll go to Don't Go in the Woods Alone or whatever that it, horrible, awful, low-budget movie is. is. It, I don't know. We'll go to another summer camp. Also, we have nine Friday the 13th to choose from if we ever want to go to those summer camps. Be, There's a lot of summer camp movies, and we'll bring you something. We really are spoiled for content, again, for free with no ads. Tell your friends. Uh, and with that, I think we're going to wrap it up, even though I, we did that earlier. But, I, uh, you know, I, we talk a lot. It's what we do. Ooh, yeah, we do. We do We do the Midwest goodbye. <laughs> oh, I like that. Keep, Very good. We just keep doing the, okay, we'll see you later. And then we just keep talking. All right, I'm going to head out. I do have to go make a shit ton of spaghetti for myself and keep that yeah. keep that, uh, that liver enzymes above, above average <laughs> in a bad way. So, Well, everybody, wear a mask. Enjoy whatever you're doing. Uh, don't spread corona and 
and we'll talk to you guys next week. Yeah, the, if you guys don't wear masks, Eric and I can't do this in person. So, I mean, what the yeah, hell? I the mean, longer you do that, the more audio difficulties we're possibly going to have. Why do you? So. Why the hell? Why do you hate us so much? Why are you trying to cause harm to us? Be better. Yeah. Check yourself, man. Also, leave a review. And with that, I think enjoy this beautiful rendition of JP singing uh, the Madman Mars. Uh, I believe it's just called the end credit uh, song. Classic fucking typical. Of course it is. All right. Goodbye, everybody. See you guys next week. Goodbye. He's real.